Luca Lucas Show starts now. Hello and welcome everyone to the Luca and Lucas Show Lockdown Special. I'm your host, Lucas Curtelli, and always alongside me is Luca Moya, but he's not with me in the studio today. He is at home. Luca, how has your quarantine been? It's pretty boring, gonna be honest with you. Um, you know, I just hope everyone's staying safe and uh, trying to have a good time with their families, but. Um, you know, no sports. It's, it's kind of killing me here, so I'm just happy to get back into things. It has been, it's been very tough, to, to say the least. So a lot of things have transpired. There's no sports, but the NFL has done a lot in free agency. Big names going big places. And one of those big names, Tom Brady. And I know this is a sensitive subject for you. So you haven't really had the platform to express your feelings of what happened the situation with Tom Brady, the Patriots, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I just want to give you the floor here and just I want to hear your side of the story and how how this is makes you feel and everything that comes with Tom Brady moving on from the New England Patriots. And please, if you need to take a moment to let some tears out. It's okay. I've, I've done. I've taken lots of moments in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know what? It was... It was something that happened where you kind of felt like it was going to happen, but you don't believe it when it actually does happen. And he went to Tampa where I didn't see that coming at all. Um, I thought he was going to go to the Chargers for the longest time. I've been saying it uh, since these reports kind of came out that he was debating leaving at the start of the year. Um, And now that you look at Tampa, like it kind of makes sense. Like They have, you know really good weapons on the outside. They have a really good coach who wants to throw the ball down the field, something that he didn't have in New England. It's going to be a different system for him there. Um, but, you know, being a Patriots fan, it's it's tough because, you know, a lot of people say I'm not going to be fan a fan of the Patriots anymore. I still am, um, but obviously I'm going to cheer for Brady and hope he does well um, because I still think he has a lot left in him. I know he didn't have the best year. Um, but you're going to see now that he has weapons and he has a coach that's willing to be aggressive and push the ball down the field. I think he's going to succeed in that offense. And man, he's 43. Like you got to remember, he doesn't have a lot of years left. So, and the the Super Bowl's in Tampa this year, so he's going to be determined as ever to get back there. And I mean, being a Pats fan, I mean, I hope he does. But I obviously I hope the Patriots can do something because they've done absolutely nothing in free agency, and it just hurts to see him leave. And it hurts to see that your team's doing absolutely nothing to kind of replace him. So on that note of not replacing Brady and the Patriots doing nothing in free agency, do you think this is a tactic that they're they really don't want to do anything big right now and maybe wait for the draft next year? Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously Trevor Lawrence coming out next year, if he does declare, which I'd assume he would, would be the perfect thing for New England. Probably the biggest nightmare for everyone in the NFL if they get another franchise quarterback like him. But I think the Patriots are just too proud of an organization. And I think Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft are just so used to winning. I can't see them completely just saying, hey, we're just going to tank one season. So I think they're going to figure it out. And the thing about the Patriots is, yeah, they haven't done anything. They've lost a lot of players, but they're still better than at least four or five good uh, bottom team. So I don't think they're going to even get the number one pick next year, even if they were to tank, because they still have Bill Belichick, who's a great coach. Josh McDaniels is still there. And they got pieces. They still have the defensive player of the year, right? They got Edelman still. They got good running backs all around. 
but I don't think they're good enough, I mean, bad enough, sorry, to get the number one pick. So it doesn't make sense just to tank. Yeah, so that's where I, I wanted to, to shed some light. So you think Trevor Lawrence next year in the draft could be the top pick in the draft. And you don't think the Patriots, the Patriots, they although they don't have the the teams that they've had in the past, you don't think they can get to that number one spot based on their roster right now? No, I think their roster obviously has taken a huge, huge hit because not only have they lost Brady, they lost Collins, they lost Van Noy, right? They lost Dorsett, who was their only fast receiver to Seattle. And so there, obviously, the Patriots are going to be worse, I think, um, because if Tom Brady couldn't do what he's used to do with those weapons, it's going to be hard for any QB, not just Stidham, to come in and and just kind of live in the shadow of Brady. That's going to be the biggest thing. If you throw a young kid into New England with a fan base that's used to winning, and we know New England, they don't take anything for granted. It's just like, you better win. Like, they would whip Tom Brady if he had a bad game, right? So the the city of Boston, of course, is going to be after him, and I feel bad for Stidham if he has to come in there and kind of live in the shadow of Brady. But again, this roster, I think, is is better than some of the worst rosters in the NFL. I think it's still better than the Giants roster, I still think it's better than the Washington roster. So just right there, that brings you to number three. And you want... The whole thing of this is tank for Trevor. If you don't get Trevor, then really why, why are you going to tank for, right? So it's, you need the number one pick or you don't. Um, and I, I think they're just they're too good to get the number one pick. So more stories coming out that Bill Belichick, Tom Brady really didn't see eye to eye after that whole situation with Jimmy Garoppolo, who is going to be the next quarterback going forward at that point in time. Everybody knows that's a big reason why Tom Brady left, and a lot of teammates said that that he was going to be leaving after his contract was up this year. Do you have anything to like say that they really played it off like they were still great great friends or great teammates or coaching a, and a quarterback, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were? I think... There was always a sense of, I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you when it came to Brady and Belichick. And I think they've always wanted to prove to each other that they could win without the other. And being that he's 43 now, Tom, it's going to be hard for him, I think, to... It's easier on Belichick is what I'm trying to say, to prove that he's better without Brady because Brady only has maybe two years to do it to win a Super Bowl, to get to a Super Bowl. Where Belichick, he probably still has another 10 years of coaching. So he has more time to be successful. But Brady and Belichick, despite their differences, I think 100%, um, you know, they did obviously love each other because they just brought out the best in each other. It's just, it's tough to see a great duo like that. You hear all these reports, I think, because Belichick never really treated Brady like the superstar he was he was kind of like no like you're just a regular part of the team you can be the first pick in the first round or you can be an undrafted free agent we're all going to treat you the same and that's the mentality that the Patriots have it's next man up Um, nobody's bigger than the other person and I think Brady kind of wanted that recognition considering he won all those Super Bowls you know made Belichick maybe who he was as a coach we're going to see now so I think that made a played into effect there but there's no doubt that they were great together so it's going to be different to see this year so you touched on it a little bit but who has more to prove coming up in the next season Tom Brady or Bill Belichick well I think it's it's Brady for sure um, because of what I just said because Brady only has two years to do it so he has to go now and 
basically win a Super Bowl in two years. And that's tough to do. I mean, you know, this is a team that kind of seven and nine with a QB that threw 30 interceptions. Now, can you imagine if Tampa gets even worse, right? There's, that's always a possibility. And if New England does amazing with Jared Stidham or whoever the quarterback's going to be under center for New England starting in 2020, I think it's Tom Brady for sure. He has more to prove um, considering that he is the actual player and Belichick kind of controls the whole team and he can do whatever he really wants. Brady's just one guy. So Brady has to kind of do that to a young team and, Man, I'm excited. I, I, I'm really excited for the season. I, I, I'm excited to see what Brady's going to do and, and if Belichick's going to make any moves. I think it's just right now he's just like, I can win with absolutely nobody on my roster. That's literally what it looks like. So I want to touch on as well, probably my last question on this subject. We'll move on after this. Is Everybody says Tom Brady's the greatest. Tom Brady's the greatest. But Bill Belichick has always been in that conversation as, oh, he had Bill Belichick. Oh, he had this. Oh, he had that. If Tom Brady, set you as you said, wins a Super Bowl in two years with this roster of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that does that solidify him as the greatest of all time? He already is. I, there's not even a, a doubt um, for me anyways. I think he is. But I think for sure. I think it's... It's really hard for both of these of these guys because Brady goes and wins. It's like, oh, maybe he was the reason New England was winning all the Super Bowls, not Bill Belichick. But then if he goes and just absolutely stinks up in Tampa, it's like, oh, look, he needs Bill Belichick. And it's the same for Bill, right? If Bill goes out there and doesn't win for another 10 years or isn't competitive for another 10 years, it's like, well, Tom Brady made you. But then again, Bill Belichick also has those 10 years to build a team and make it to a Super Bowl and then that can play an effect on Tom's legacy. I think both of their legacies are cemented at this point. I think now it's just who is better than the other. But I think they're they're still both the greatest at their positions. Well, I, I can't wait for uh, the next upcoming NFL season. If we get an NFL season, they said rumblings. They said that it, it's going to go on as scheduled, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. So now we're going to move on to... We're going to be doing more of a debate show, not really what's happening in sports right now, blah, 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 blah. So we're going to move on to a debate Luca and I have had with our classmates, with our friends, at the top five NHL players in the league right now. Right now, okay. And we, right now. So I'm going to, that's what I wanted to say. Not of all time, not this season, but like right now, as in this period of hockey that we're in, who do you think is the top five best players all right you want the, so i'm gonna in order i'm gonna start right? it off yeah. yeah in order okay and i try to give a little spiel on why you uh, why I, you I, got, I got you lucas don't you worry i i i kind i kind of know where you're headed i we want to throw a shout out to our friend cole whiston oh uh, no, don't give him a shout out on this show just go i just i'm just uh i just want him to listen to this so he he knows what the right what the right answers are not his crazy outlandish takes that he always throws yeah. out yeah okay let's hear it so, number one, I'm going to give you Connor McDavid. And I already see the expression on your face. You're not, you're not really uh, satisfied with that. But Connor McDavid, he's the next best player in the league, in my opinion. He's, he, he's been injured. He got injured last season, still came back. 97 points behind Leon Dreisaitl, who was just unbelievable. He got Dreisaitl paid, in my opinion. But Connor McDavid, future of the league, best player in the league. He, I think... It would have been closer if the season continued for the last month with him and Dreisaitl, but that's, uh, we'll never know, yeah, right? Yeah, unfortunately, okay. Number two, Sidney Crosby. 
And I still think Sid is one of the best players in the league. 16 goals this year, 31 assists. He only played 40, 40, uh, pardon me, he only played 47 games. So again, but he still is that top level player that you always want on the team. He does everything right. So I still think he's two. Number three, I know you like this, Nathan McKinnon. Again, injured in the season. 35 goals, 58 points. Played is the biggest part of the Avalanche team. Next, number four, David Pasternak. Wow, what? Okay, I like See, it. And I, I was thinking about this today. Is The next guy I'm going to explain it, but David Pasternak, he's like an upgraded Ovechkin. He's like the new age of Ovechkin. He's 48 goals this year and 47 assists. I was good. I had Ovi on this list, but I then I looked at his point totals. As he only scores goals. Correct? Yeah, well, that's his job, right? That's his job. But I'm saying all-around player right now, David Pasternak, he can put up 50 goals a year, and he can also give you 47 assists. He's got 95 points this year, so that's why I kind of put him up higher in number four. And then number five, Artemi Panarin. Wow. 32 goals, 63 assists, and 95 points. I'm pretty sure he was third in the league before the season ended. And I want to say he's like a, a, a... kind of like a lower end McDavid like he he'll still he'll put up 30 goals 30 40 goals but he'll give you that assist total and the team that he did it with the New York Rangers who no one was expecting to have that great of a year as they were having they've had three goalies playing for them the the legend and Henrik Lundqvist and those two other young kids who are trading back and forth and as well as like a roster where there's not a lot of up upper echelon talent it's just maybe him and Mika Zibanejad you could put Chris Kreider Capo Kakinen, but he really didn't impress this year as well as everybody thought he was. And maybe you can put Chris Kreider in that situation. So based on the season he had, I'm going to put Artemi Panarin at, at number five. Okay. Well, you, you, you kind of lost me uh, towards the end, um, but I respect you putting a B's player there. So I don't... Yeah, that, I knew that would grab some respect for you. Yeah, but... Uh, I was thinking about Matthews, but I think uh, that would have been too don't. controversial. It would have been um, another Demarius Thomas incident. Oh, goodness. Let's not go back on that. <laughs> um, okay, so I think at number one, I have Sid still. Um, but and before, or sorry, unless he retires, he's still the best in the in the NHL for me. He does it on both ends of the floor, and he's still a winner. I don't care what anyone says that that's the guy you want in the series. And I know McDavid, obviously, his talent is through the roof, which is why I have him at number two. Um, but with Sid, it's just he could do everything. You notice him every time he's on the ice. Same thing with McDavid and the other guys I'm going to mention right now. But it, there's just something about Sid that just grabs your eye. Like he's he does everything, and he's he's just a winner. And the thing in thing is, sorry, in sports, you got to win. And he's just a winner. He does it every time he steps out there. Sidney Crosby, number one. McDavid, like I said, number two. Of course. I mean, this is a talent that we haven't seen probably since Sid came out. I mean, the way he's able to just fly by defensemen in today's hockey, is it's unbelievable. With the game getting faster, he seems to be head and shoulders above everyone when it comes to speed. His hands are ridiculous. He has a great shot. And not to mention that he assists the puck like crazy. It's, uh, it's Connor McDavid, number two. Those are the top two for sure. And then, like you said, Nathan McKinnon, number three. Uh, he is the Avalanche team. When they had a, a historically terrible season, they were at the bottom of the league. He just elevated his play the next year. He should have won the heart, not Taylor Hall. I don't care what anyone says. Um, I agree with that. Right, so 
he was the best player in the league that year, and he still is one of the best players in the NHL, and he will be for the foreseeable future. He's just so exciting to watch. Like, you know, in the playoffs, he comes up in big moments. He scores overtime goals against Calgary last year, so he's my pick for number three in the league. Number four, I actually have Ovechkin um, because... I know you said all he does is score goals, but man, like that's that's what he does. Like that's his job, and he's still doing it at a really, really high level. Like, man, this guy is like 34, and he's like scoring 50 goals still. It's crazy. He is the greatest goal scorer of all time, and I'm gonna stick by that until I see something else. Pasternak, if he can keep this up, we'll see. But it's too early to tell. But it's Ovechkin, man. He just comes up in big moments as well. And he has a cup, and I know we're not going back based off of their mm-hmm. accolades and stuff like that. Um, but he's proven to you that he can win, and he is still on the Caps. And the Caps are at the top of the league every single year because of Ovechkin. Just like this year, I have number eight in my four spot. And number five, actually, I, it was a toss-up. I have It was going to be Patrick Kane or Marshan, and I think it's Marshan for me. Um, you would put him over David Pashtunak? Yeah, I would. Um, because Marshan, like, he just does everything. And, and Bergeron, obviously, is on that line. Um, but Bergeron, actually, you know, he's had um, some injury problems the last couple seasons. So they've they've slid in centers. They slid in Bacchus at the start of the year two years ago. Uh, Sean Corelli, he's played at the top line, right? Heinen has played on the top line um, but when Bergeron was out. And it just seems like Marchand does everything for that line, even when Bergeron is there. He assists the puck. He's got great hands. He can score 40 goals a year as well. Um, he's kind of like that winger. That does everything. He's kind of like a set. He reminds me of like he's kind of like a center as well. You know, like he kills penalties. He's out there. He back checks. He he hits. He is a little bit dirty, obviously, but he's kind of toned that down this year. Um, I think he's number five. And and the reason why I have him at five and all these players in the top five, I have to see consistency, right? So that's why you don't have Kucherov up there. Patrick Kane was another one, right? He has scored a hundred points just a couple seasons ago. Marshan, he has been a point per game player in the last three years, so. I have him in the top five at number five. I'm not being a homer here. I just think he's that good. See, I see where you put Ovechkin in, and I just think David Pasternak, we're, we're talking about right. I think this season that he had in the past season, that the two, three, he's just been growing and growing and growing. And that's and I know Ovi, Ovi and you said consistency. Ovi's just been consistent goal scorer, goal scorer, goal scorer. But David Pasternak has been goal scorer, and he can make plays. He can play really well in the defensive zone. And I see where you put Marshawn there. I just think that line as well, I think Marshawn is second to David Pasternak. I, I just think he's the main guy on that line. Yeah, he's obviously, he's the target man, obviously, right, to score all the goals. I just think, you know, Marshawn assists and he scores. Where Pasternak does the same too. Like, listen, I love them both, obviously. They do, they do, I, I, they do the same things really well. I just think David Pasternak is... Again, just that that tier higher. So I'm gonna give you now. We have three topics. We have ten minutes left in the in our uh, show here. I'm gonna give you three topics, and you can choose which one we're gonna start with, and maybe we'll get one more in. So we have Wayne Gretzky versus Mario Lemieux. We have top QBs right now. Your top five. Or, one of our uh, lighter moments at the College of Sports Media, the Giannis or Anthony Davis debate. Okay. 
Um, I think we should go hockey in the quarterbacks. Okay. okay. To be honest, um, just because we've kind of talked about football and hockey right now, but it's Anthony Davis. All right, let's go. <laughs> okay. All right, be honest. Um, so Wayne Gretzky. We'll stick with that, and then we'll end with football here. In my opinion, we've had this back and forth. Wayne Gretzky is the great one. He's had it that moniker ever since he start, He put his skates on for the Edmonton Oilers. He came in as this phenom, and he showed us what he could do. 1,400 games in the NHL. Luca, I'm just going to rifle them off. 894 goals. Everybody probably knows these stats because he is the great one. 1,963 assists for 2,857 points in his career. Those are season stats. Then we want to throw it to the playoffs. 208 games played, 112 goals, 260 assists for 382 points in the playoffs. He's got four Stanley Cups. Yes, you can say he had the players on his team to help him out, but Wayne Gretzky, he's Wherever he's been, whether it was Edmonton, L.A., St. Louis, New York, he still did and was a difference maker out on the ice. And I know with your argument with Muriel Mew, he really didn't get that the, the time that, that uh, Wayne Gretzky had. But Wayne Gretzky, what he did and how he changed the game, like when he moved from Edmonton to, to L.A., that was the how he just shifted the hockey world from all the way to LA. Who thought hockey could could go to LA? But no, Wayne Gretzky there, and he made it big. So from a hockey standpoint and from a business standpoint, Wayne Gretzky is the great one. Okay, all right. You're done, I'm assuming. No, I have I have my stats already. Um, but, okay, so my thing with, with Gretzky is uh, I'm never going to take away anything from him, I mean, he's obviously the great one for a reason. But it's Mario Lemieux, and everybody doesn't realize how good. Like, he was just sensational, and and Gretzky was as well. It's just you got to look at these. Okay, so he leaped the cancer, obviously, right? He shortened his career. You could say in his prime, you cannot say, but the two years before he, you know, unfortunately had to leave the game. He scored 160, 120 points. So, can you say he would have had 100 seasons in the next three years? Probably he might have. Probably right. Um, he was that good. Gretzky's point per game, 1.92. Lemieux 1.88. Still Gretzky's favorite, but he's right there. The assists per game. Everyone talks about the assists of Gretzky. If even if he didn't have any goals, he'd still be, you know, the best player or the most points. In he NHL would lead history. the lead the yeah. NHL in yeah. points. Exactly yeah. right. Gretzky assists. Per game, okay, that's not crazy. Assists per game, he had like 1.3. Lemieux, 1.1. Okay, what, point mm-hmm. two away. You can't okay. take that off. Okay, goals. Gretzky, 0.6 a game. Lemieux, 0.7. So he even scored more goals than the greatest goal scorer of all time per game. So for me, Lemieux is up there. He's number one all time. And for and I'm, it's not Gretzky hate at all. It's just he was protected. Like, you couldn't touch that guy. You touch him and it's like, that's it, call the cops, call the game, game over. Don't do anything to him. Put every, all, your whole team in the box, let Gretzky go, um, you know, just give him five penalty shots. Like, it was just, it was annoying and I wasn't there to see it, but I've seen highlights on YouTube. I think I know enough to 
say this point where he can dump the puck and it would go in. That's how bad the goalies were. They were so Mario bad. Mario Lemieux played in the same yes, type of era, but he though. Also, yeah, but he also played in, like, 2000 until 2006. So he was kind of there, like, and he wasn't obviously what he used to be. But Lemieux, man, he was the guy. He, he's my guy. I'm not going away from it. Gretzky's obviously great. I don't even have Gretzky at number two. Wow. I have, <laughs> yeah, I have, I have. What? I, oh, no, I have Sid at number two. As, As greatest of all time. Yes. Yes, sir. They're just leaning toward the pens, eh? Yeah, I know. It's it's tough. I'm not a pens fan. Um, See, I just think with, with, yes, Gretzky was protected. He was protected. I think that's just the team that he was built around. At that time, there was no salary cap. So you could have the Mark Messiers, the Yari Currys, and all those guys on that team. Great defensemen, great goaltending as well. That's why they won four Stanley Cups. But Wayne Gretzky was that centerpiece. You want to, like like I said with Marshawn, Pasternak, and Bergeron. You really okay? I don't want to like compare that those three guys to to Yari Curry, Mark Messier, and Wayne Gretzky. But Wayne Gretzky is that top guy who did it all, and he made those guys better. For and sure. that's where I th- no, for sure. that's where I think like he has to be. I'm saying like that he has to be the greatest of all time because he he's like Sid. He makes people better around him. Whoever he plays with, he makes them better. And exactly, and and the thing is, the three guys I mentioned, and take away Sid from the equation, Gretzky and Lemieux, it's kind of like, for me, it's anyways, neck, it's neck and neck. For me, it's kind of like if you get both of them on your team, right, and you take one of them away, are you really going to be upset about the one player you lost? No, like you probably wouldn't be because they're just they're right there. It's one A, one B, um, and then I think Slit slides in there just because of the era he played in is much harder. He's one. Stanley Cups, who's the youngest captain to ever win. And again, these pens, I don't know what it is about playing in a pen uniform, but they always seem to have something happen in the middle of their primes where they have to leave for a year and a half, for two, three years, four years. And it just, it stalls. Like, how do we know Sid would have had maybe two more cups? Maybe another cup. He left in the middle of his prime. But I think Sidney Crosby's legacy, like, of one of the greatest of all time is solidified because he came back and he still was... The Sidney Crosby that we knew before all those concussions. Yeah, that's true too. Won two Stanley Cups after that. And he had a great team behind him as well. But the Sidney Crosby's like, he did come back and he did become, or he stayed and even, you could say, got even better than after those concussion problems. Yeah, and I think Pittsburgh, I think it was their, the, the second cup So to, for the repeat. They had no business in repeating that year. No, but they had, I think, like, they had, like, Latang out. They had Mata. They had, like, half their D was out. Like, Malkin was, was like, out for the first round or something like that. And, you know, he I'm still pretty sure Flurry, Flurry brought them to yeah, the cup. Yeah, like, and then Murray Matt was Murray hurt. Took it over. And, they, and, you know what? And you can't tell me if they, if they didn't have Sid, they're done in that series. I know he's just one player, but he made Gensel who he was. Connor Sheary, where, where was he? In Buffalo. They traded him back to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Right? So, eh. I mean, the guy I always say with with Sidney Crosby is Chris Kunitz. Oh my goodness! Do you remember when he made the Olympic team that one? Year? Like, <laughs> holy! He made the Olympic team to liner. be on Crosby's wing, and they didn't even put him <laughs> on Crosby's wing. I know. Like that's what I was like. If you're gonna let this guy get on the team, at least put him with the guy that brought they that put, got him on. Wait, they put him on the fourth <laughs> line with Jeff. He Carter. brought you to the dances. Put him with him, man, and see what happens. Oh but. my goodness, that was crazy. But yeah, Wayne Gretzky, greatest of all time.
Gotta say it. Hey, hey, greatest I, of all time. I, you know the what? great I'm one, gonna, I'm Wayne be, Gretzky. I'm not going to be upset at you for that, but Lemieux and Sid are mine. It's always a, we. It's hard for us to debate because we weren't really around Yeah, it's just like the, from that time, but the people who I who were around in that time, like one of my cousins is a massive Oiler fan, and he watched the Wayne Gretzky when he was a kid and all throughout before until he retired, and he said just watching him play was like, it's just, it's like he could have played, he he could have played in the era that Mario Lemieux played in. They, I thought it, Mario Lemieux was a little bit after. Yeah, yeah, he? yeah, a little bit, it was like four years after. I think right, st- so. still, if you had the Wayne Gretzky from, in his prime, and like Mario Lemieux in his prime, it's like, it 1A, 1B, really. It just depends who's A and who's B. And for me, it's it's Wayne Gretzky. For you, it's Marilyn Lemieux. But that's again, we can never can no, you can't be upset, right? You can't. You can't be that. upset. Yep. So you want to end the show quickly? Yeah, with we'll go with the top, the top QBs. Um, sure. All time. All right, Russell All-time Wilson right number now? one. Oh, okay. We'll no, right, right now. now, right now. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, obviously number one. Yep. Russell Wilson number two. Lamar Jackson. Drew Brees. And Mr. Tom Brady. Wow, you still have Brady in the top five, eh? Okay. I have a lot of respect for him. And I, I just... what? Okay, what he did last year with what he had, he really didn't... He really didn't have much. Like, Drew Brees had Michael Thomas. Russell Wilson is a lot younger and just a different style of quarterback. Lamar Jackson, unbelievable talent. He has the rushing. He has He had the receivers, the tight ends to pass to. And Patrick Mahomes, a just an offensive-minded co- uh, coach, pardon me, and he had a great offense as well. Just Tom Brady, four thousand sixty-seven yards, twenty-four TDs, eight interceptions. I know they lost to the Titans, but at his age of forty-two, and he still tops in the league and doing great things for the Patriots. Or what? <laughs> Sorry, uh, do, yeah, he did great, great things for the Patriots. Brady just gets his I, he's got to be in the top five for sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, it's hard because I, I, like I want. I just I think Russell's better than Lamar. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, he is. I think. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna put Brady in the top five just because he's old now, and I'm gonna kind of go based off of like who I want right now and. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's just go into it. We're number one, Mahomes for sure. Best quarterback in the league. Mahomes, baby. If he loses that Super Bowl, though, the guy I have a number two is number one, and that's Russell Wilson. Um, okay, I thought you were going to say Jimmy. Jimmy. I was like, whoa. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's not go that far. Um, no, yeah, I got Russell at two. I actually have Breeze at three. I think mm-hmm. you had him two. Or no, you had Lamar. I had him four. Yeah, Lamar, yeah. At four, I actually have uh, Deshaun Watson. Mm. And then at five... Hate the guy. You don't understand. I hate. I I just I can't stand him. But I'm gonna put him at five just because. Um, I still have Aaron Rodgers. See, I think Aaron Rod. It it was tough for me to say. Trust me, it was very tough. It was Caleb Tilly, Aaron Rodgers. It was so tough for me to say, but. I was I was gonna put Kirk Cousins there just to just to just to <laughs> just spite to screw everyone. with everybody <laughs> just to spite everyone. But yeah, Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton, and Baker Mayfield number one. But uh, you know, even Big Ben, I think he's still up there as well. Well, you really didn't give. We couldn't really see what he was capable of at at his age last season. But and the Steelers still had a good year. Yeah, I mean, Mike Tomlin. I didn't think he was a great coach. He turned my head. 
he was the reason they were so good. I mean, what he did was great to see. I mean, they're going to be better this year. Steelers are going to make the playoffs now that there's seven teams. Uh, but that mm-hmm. division seems to be getting better and better. So, so, so Luca, I think uh, we got to wrap this one up. Uh, All right. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, thanks for having me. We're on. We're a little rusty. I can. Uh, oh I can tell yeah. About thanks it. for having me on on my own show. Uh, appreciate no worries, it. Well, we'll, we'll do hey, another one soon. So. We'll probably be in quarantine uh, in 2021. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll be. We'll, uh, we'll one. still be doing it on the Facetime. Yeah, for sure. All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, Luke and I might get one out next week because we're really, really bored. We might as well. It's not like I'm doing anything. Yeah, yeah it's so. not like we're uh, busy with school or anything, so maybe you'll hear one next week. But uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.